0: hello and welcome back this is nebraska soccer talk this is jack jack hoover
1: alongside my co-host owen godverson owen how you doing today i'm doing great jack it's gonna be a great week we've got state we've got state preview today it's the best time of year to be a nebraska high school soccer fan and it's gonna be electric
0: it's the best time of the year and it's also the biggest time of the year for nebraska high school soccer so we figured, what better way to kind of ring in this event than bring on the king himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Nick Rubek. Nick, how you doing today?
2: Hello, it's good to be with you. I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're buzzing. Ready? We're absolutely yeah. Ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got a far week ahead of us. Um, yeah. So our plans, real quick, for those listening, we'll talk about what Nest is going to do for coverage. Uh, we plan on being at every game Monday, Tuesday. Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of PTO, so the rest of the week, it'll only be the evening games. Uh, I don't know what the plan will be for Friday. I know I can't make any of those games. We'll see what we can do I'll be there on our end. Oh, I'll probably be there. be there. And then we got the finals on Monday and Tuesday, so we cannot wait. So without further ado, Nick, let's take a look at the field. Let's break it down. And let's start with the Class B girls. Uh, really interesting as we were kind of talking the pregame. Just an exciting day of sub-state action yesterday, which brought a lot of thrills, a lot of spills. And so, I think the first story we should talk about, of course, is the absence of the team that's been number one for a lot of the season, or at least later on in the year. Uh, Grand Island Northwest. They got bounced and huge upset by the Cougars. I don't know. Were you able to see the goal on Twitter? I think I saw it floating around there, but...
2: Um, I did see it. Yep, yep, yep. And, and, you know, that's – they they win 1-0. Um, but, yeah, they they go to Grand Island Northwest who hadn't lost all year and beat them on their home turf and um, get their spot in the state tournament. So, exciting, exciting for them. Um, and they get a Duchenne team that they probably don't need a scouting report on. Uh, but the uh, the two had their, their match this year canceled, postponed, and, and not made up. So – they actually didn't play this year the conference rivals um but yeah it's uh that'll be a, a a great way to get uh that day started and there's familiarity kind of up and down in class b girls you know norris and bennington played early in the year um and that was a, a 1-0 match uh in overtime actually um and then Scott and oakhorn north played this year that was also a 1-0 match um and Scotus and Mercy are, are familiar with each other, familiar faces at the state tournament. So that opening round is going to be uh, is going to be really interesting, just because of that uh, familiarity with each other.
1: Now, if you were to look at this opening round field, and you, mm-hmm. what game is most likely, in your opinion, to toss up an upset or a shock result? Where is there a certain one that you're looking at where you're like, yeah, this one, this one might not be as cut and dry as you would think you know i i think uh i think that bennington team
2: is, is surging um and i say that at the same time feeling like norris is a, a a cut above right now um with the way they're playing and what they have um so uh, again 10 early in the year you know st- Seven, eight weeks ago, teams are very different from now. Um, but that Bennington group is playing well. That would be a shocker, I think, to see Norris get bounced in the first round. Um, but then in the same line of thinking, you know, that Bennington team is is talented and capable. So, um yeah, that that's probably where my eyes would go for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, at least for me looking at the field right now, I think Norris – Norris is my personal favorite right now to win it all. I think yep. they are just on fire at the moment. I mean, we saw their last two games. Uh, they have won by a combined score of 20 to zero. So, yep. obviously, they're hitting the stride at the right time. Uh, but so has Ben yeah, they, hmm.
2: yeah, they've got a couple of weapons, uh, Norris. does, and Kennedy Sullivan and Claire Macklin. Um, and, and, you know, I think we've been talking for uh, three or four minutes here, and we, we haven't mentioned the team that's won it twice in a row. Um, that Scut group is going to have uh, something to say about it. Uh, they're getting healthy and and playing well down the stretch here too. So, um, yeah, a, a potential third straight year of those two in the finals would be theater for sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. It is odd not seeing Scut as like the prohibitive favorite entering this tournament. This yeah. Year. Class B girls, I think, is definitely probably the most wide open. It's been you know at least as far back as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you got a couple of good teams that have a shot to win it all, and yeah. I mean we'll see what the we'll see what the Skyhawks do. Obviously, they've got a lot of weapons that were on last year's squad that they'll be bringing back, and you know a lot of teams will have a say about this. But I think another Scott Norris matchup should both teams get there could be a lot of fun again to see like the the completion of yeah. the trophy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we'll and we'll obviously get to the boys' side here too. But it's it kind of a little bit of the same thing that you know the the team that's really reigned over this class um, is coming in not number one. And uh, and that that's a uh, – there, there haven't been a lot of years where Scott's been able to play the underdog card. And so they uh, they might play it to their advantage this year.
0: Yeah, I man, it's just like as a whole it seems like this year, or at least for like three out of the four classes. I mean, yeah. parity's kind of been the story of the season so far, which as a
1: neutral is fantastic. So you both – yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is why I've kind of, I mean, yeah, obviously the bias going to acknowledge that right away. I could, I could see Mercy making a little bit of a run. Maybe, I mean, I they hit the stride in the district final score in five. Yeah, they did concede two, but I mean, you get your offense going at the right time when it's win or go home. You never know. Yeah, I mean that five. Yeah, to- absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and that again, that would be a. Uh, a potential semifinal against a Scott team that they've already played twice this year. Um, And they have, you know, very good coaching. Um, That, yeah, that, that could be a very interesting semifinal for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, the one thing we've kind of always found out in Nebraska high school soccer is it's very hard to beat a good team three times. And usually that third matchup comes in the state tournament here. So you just never know how it's going to play out. Uh, but I will say one thing that usually seems to help Scud out is getting on the big field of Morrison Stadium. I think that is usually yep. where they tend to excel. They like to, you know, span their team, play to the width, the full width of the field, and not a lot of teams are used to that. So I think that could help Scud and might, you know, give them an edge in some of these games. But again, it all remains. Yeah,
2: that's that. That's absolutely an equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, in this tournament, you you kind of find out. Uh, kind of find out who's playing on a big field and who's not so yeah right. that's that's a great point that you bring up
1: yeah if you've got technically sound players to be able to be switched like something's not going right mm-hmm. down the right you can switch it easily to the left if you're not used to playing that wide of a field so your players aren't yeah. used to hitting those switches turnover right away whether that be going out of play right next to the opposition when you've got teams that have that kind of technical ability and can use that with, it's a nightmare defensively.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. that's one thing that could potentially be like a knock on the number one seed, Duchenne. I mean, you were at their home field yesterday. I mean, you've seen yeah. it. It's very narrow, uh, grass field. So, you know, the ball moves a little bit differently on grass. Teams can play a little bit more tighter, a little bit more compact. So when Duchenne will get on that big field, we'll see how well they adjust to that change of pace.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you throw down a little, uh, a little morning rain like there was yesterday, and it mm-hmm. was, uh, it there was plenty of slipping early for sure. Um, but yeah, the, that Shen team's really impressed me. Um, just the way that they kind of gridded through everything, um, and you know, lose a senior midfielder earlier in the week uh, to a season-ending knee injury. Right. And you know, I talked to Laura Muller afterwards and, and asked her, hey, did you did you just switch tactics or formations or anything? And she said nope. We've plugged in the next one, we now have four subs and we're going. So uh, I, yeah, I think there's something admirable about that for sure. Um, and they've earned that number one seed. so yeah, that's uh they they have had a a really, really strong season for sure.
0: Yeah. And now one other team we just haven't really touched on yet in the Class B field is this is Scotus, the Shamrocks out of Columbus. I mean, they've kind of quietly had, a very good year this this year so far two losses i believe one to that fantastic grand island northwest team and then one to millard north i mean they they've you know very quietly been a little bit under the radar but they've been rolling they could potentially also be a threat to go far in this tournament
2: yeah, you know it, it's a bummer that uh, that both Brzezinski's uh, mm-hmm. won't be playing, um, but they do have a you know a second scoring option in in Izzy Academy. and you know they they for sure and they've been in these games before. That's the thing they they've gone down here and they, and they've played in semifinals. They were in a semifinal last year, um, so uh, experience at this point of the season is uh, massive for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like you talked about last year, I mean, that was a really young team that the Shamrocks had last season. I mean, two of their best players were Emma Brzezinski and Izzy Kadavi, Kadavi? Yeah. Do you know which way it's pronounced? Because I don't. Uh, I think
2: it's Kadavi, but I could be wrong about that. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Well, two freshmen there were amongst their leading goal scorers. And then, of course, you had Lydia Brzezinski, who was just a junior last year. And that was kind of like their trio, their main three. Uh, Young team. That had you know that that got that good experience of going to the semifinals, and of course, they ran into that, that stone wall that I think it was Scott, if I remember, yep, yep, yep.
2: yeah, not a lot of teams would be, yeah, but yeah, having that, in yeah. and yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and they've played uh, they've played some, they've played two tournament teams this year, too. Um, and and Northwest would have been a third, but you know, beat Bennington, beat Elkhorn North, um, so they've, uh, they've definitely seen some, uh, some, some competition and and probably feel like they're, they're ready to make a little run here. Mm-hmm. So I know you always do
0: predictions for the world Herald. Yeah. Uh, can you give us your maybe pick of who your top two teams might be to win or
2: Yeah. Yeah, like for that? sure. I, am I'm, I'm going to take Norris and Scott, um, uh-huh. for a, for a third time, um, I know that that's not exactly uh, not exactly leaning out there on a limb, but um, but yeah, I, I I just think the way Scott has gotten healthy with Presley Douglas and, and Tess Barron's coming back, um, and I and I think that that talent at Norris, um, I think those are the two best teams. Uh, now, obviously, just because I think they're the two best teams doesn't mean that they're going to play for a title, but um, mm-hmm. they have the last two years, so uh, why not uh, why not do it again?
0: Absolutely. So the official nest prediction from us, I think we're going to throw our hat potentially in the same ring. Well, maybe we've got two different opinions. I'll say mine and then Owen will say
1: his. Yeah, say who you think's going to yeah. be in the final.
0: So I I also think Norris and Scott. Um, Again, I think Duchenne, the one seed is really good, but we kind of saw last year when they played Bennington the first round, uh, where Bennington just got two goals that were just off through balls right behind their defense that they weren't really used to maybe, you know, having playing on that width or that length of a field. So Again, that could could potentially hurt the Cardinals. So I think Norris will have the advantage there should both teams meet in the semifinals. And then Scott knows how to win here. So I think Scott will be there with Norris. So that'll be what I'm looking at.
1: I do think Scott make the final. I think Bennington gets to the final. I think they knock out Norris first round. They squeak wow. by Duchenne. That I oh, I'm like not it. feeling <laughs> on that one. I for whatever reason, that opening game. I remember, obviously, this was a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. so maybe not all the same players. But when we were commentating uh, for state soccer, I remember Norris did look a little shaky when they they were at Morrison. So it could be just the moment. And also, I, I also could be completely wrong here. I'm just, you know, throwing this one out there. I think Norris, I just don't think they have enough at Morrison to get past Bennington. Bennington rides the momentum, knocks out Duchenne. And I do think Scott beat them in the final. So there we go. I like it. I like it. Busted, busted brackets
2: going, uh-huh.
1: for sure. Like anything it. can happen at state,
0: anything. Yeah. So moving on now, we'll take a look at the class B boys side of the bracket. Also, I think a really interesting field where I think a couple different things, a couple different teams might have a shot at winning. So let's just start with the one in the eight seed, kind of talk about them real quick. Bennington, one of the stories of the season, and then Conestoga, one of the stories of the postseason. Going to be an interesting matchup in that first round.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it leans heavily towards Bennington. Obviously, um, they're the top team in the state, unbeaten, um, have been impressive along the way. Um, Conestoga is the the smallest Class B school, um, and they uh, they, they give Conestoga a lot of credit. They have they reached the state tournament. Um, they they have their work cut out for them that Bennington team um I've seen a, a few times now is is very very good um and we'll we'll talk about the the next rounds here moving forward, but you know I, watching them kind of pick apart scut five to two that night um I think really really solidified them as a uh, as a power for sure
0: yeah. And, you know, obviously, Bennington's going to be the prohibitive favorites to win that game. But I just want to make a quick case in defense of Conestoga real quick. For those who didn't watch their sub-state final, um, the fact they're in is amazing. But the way they got there was just incredible. They were down 2-0 fairly early on to Norris, looked dead in the water, managed to get it back to 2-1 with, I think, 10, five minutes left. And then with 20 seconds left in regulation, Scored the equalizer to send it overtime. And then, of course, won in PKs. So, I mean, Conestoga just knows how to fight and how to battle to the end. Yep. So, yep. we'll see what happens there. But I'm really, really intrigued by that matchup. It'll be a fun one. But it's not the only fun matchup we've got on store today. Do you have one that sticks out particularly to you of the other three matchups?
2: Yeah. I, in the whole class, the first round, my eyes go right to Skyler and South Sioux City. Yeah. Um those are two teams that have played really, really well down the stretch. Um, and, and for the most part, I have played really, really well all year. Um, you know, that, that's a Skyler team that, uh, that has a, a score with 36 goals on the season. Um, and that's a South Sioux City team that, as we all know, have beat prep this year. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, that matchup is, uh, is juicy to me. Um, yeah I mean I'm, I'm looking in South Sioux City has won fourteen of their last fifteen um and and Skyler has won eleven in a row um so those are those are two really good, really good teams, really good programs um and so to to get them back in the state tournament and and get them squared up against each other is gonna be pretty fun,
0: yeah, and just something to mention real quick about Skyler uh, someone had pointed this out to us on Twitter. Uh, their striker, Jose Cruz, uh, he's only a junior this year. And should he stay healthy next year and continue to score at the same clip, uh, there's a very, very good chance that he will break the state scoring record next season. So, Diego Gutierrez, better watch out. That record could be falling should Jose Cruz continue his form. But yeah, he's a sensational player for Skyler. They've yep. got a fantastic team this year. And Sasu City is very well rounded. So, that match is going
2: to yep. be electric. Him and uh, uh, Jose and Io uh, Makhinde from Bennington have just gone back and forth with that scoring lead this year, and Io scored three yesterday to briefly take the 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 lead, and then uh, Jose had two. So yeah, they, it's been it's been fun to watch, um, and it it may just come down to whose team plays the most matches this week. So
0: should we get both those teams in the semifinals? Should they both get there? That would be
1: oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Final on the line, the golden boot on the line. And it's just, you, much can't, you can't write a much more entertaining script. Than yeah.
2: That. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night at Morrison. Yeah. That would be, that would be excellent. That would be that, worth the price of admission for sure. Absolutely.
0: We do have some other teams in this field, though. Just if we keep going down the bracket, our next matchup we're keeping an eye on, of course, is the number two seed, Scott Catholic, defending champs. Versus number seven, Elkhorn North, a rematch of last year's first round where both teams played each other in different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Scott was the one, Elkhorn North was the eight, but they're back. Uh, somewhat familiar foes here. Should be an interesting
2: match. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we've. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know if you can fly under the radar when you go sixteen and one, but I think Scott is somewhat coming into this tournament in that fashion. You know. Um, they would tell you that they've had their, their scoring struggles this year. Um, So they're susceptible to, to a, uh, a tough one. Um, And, and Elkhorn North is a program that just continues to improve. Um, A lot of respect for, for their head coach, Fred Dosher and, and um, what, uh, what he's doing over there. And so absolutely, they'll be ready. They'll be ready to, to, to look up the, uh, the defending champs and, and we keep saying defending champs, and they're the three-time defending champs. They, uh, they're they going for a fourth title, which has never been done on the boys' side. Um, so that there's some historical implications there. And, um,
1: yeah, that will absolutely be a, a good one, too. Yeah, and something I'm looking at in that game, we mentioned it earlier, just the size dimensions at Morrison – Mm-hmm. We've been out to Oakhorn North. It is a fairly wide pitch out there. Yeah. So yeah. those players are technically able to play on a field like that, which I think kind of negates the whole advantage um, that Scott may have had going into that one. So I think that one's going to be fairly even. I know obviously going in at 16 and one, you, your money tends to go towards Scott. I don't know. There's something about that game where I feel that one could be really tight and really gritty and with both teams fairly even evenly match.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely, and we've seen
1: we've seen enough
2: of these matches where you know someone pops one early and it just changes everything. Um, you know, Elkhorn North had had lost four of uh, four or five going into yesterday. Get um, a good win over Ralston, and you know all you got to do is get in. Uh, it doesn't really matter at that point. So yeah, they will they will be game for sure to give uh, to give Scott all they want.
0: Yeah, it should be an interesting one to say the least. Uh, as all these games will be, and we got one more game to look at in the Class B field, number three Lexington, the two-time state finalist, and number six Scotus, who's back after just a little bit of a hi- a hiatus. The uh, Discover or not the Discoverers, my apologies. The Shamrocks uh, going into the season. Be able
1: to step foot in Columbus oh, again. After I that know. <laughs> Real quick
0: though, shout out to the city of Columbus. Good year for them as a whole for soccer. I mean, yeah. both is both Scotus teams making it. On the boys' side, and, or on and boys and girls side for Class B, and then Columbus making it on the boys' side for Class A. So, shout out to Columbus for having you know, some really good soccer teams right now.
2: Yeah, and that Columbus girls team got a, just got a tough draw mm-hmm. um, in, in districts, but they were they were a quality group this year too. So you're yeah you're absolutely right. That's a uh, it's a soccer hotbed for sure.
0: Absolutely, and you got Skyler right down the road too, like ten minutes away. So that whole area, I mean, they're cooking up something yeah. special. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, going into preseason, I really didn't make much of Columbus SCOTUS because they, you know, they lost their top scorer who we just talked about, Jose Cruz. He went over to Skylar. And so I didn't think that, you know, I didn't know what the, or what the Shamrocks would offer this season, but it turns out they were even better than they were last year. They had some really, really good runs this year. I mean, the Shamrocks kind of surprised me personally, but. Maybe I just yeah.
2: No, I mean, and they, you know, they they had a kind of a head scratching loss to Carney Catholic mm-hmm. midseason, um, but then after that, the rest of the way, the only teams they lost to are South Sioux City and Skyler, and two of those games went to overtime or shootout. So, I mean, they obviously are are playing with the uh, playing with some of the top teams, and um, yeah, that's a, own a win over Elkhorn North down the stretch. Um, so that is a uh, that that's a always a, a team that's going to show up in battle. Um, Lexington, same thing for them. They are they are now they are getting to the point where they are tournament regulars mm-hmm. and contending regulars, um, and so that uh, that will definitely be a, uh, a a good one to to start things.
0: Yeah, and that was another thing we kind of talked about with Lexington in the preseason. I mean, they lost a lot of their seniors from the team that made it to this, you know, the tournament finals last year. But they really are just one of those schools now where they don't need to worry because they know they've got talent in that city and they don't rebuild. They just reload, apparently. So it's good to see Lexington kind of on the rise and establishing themselves as a traditional powerhouse. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see the matchup against SCOTUS. I mean, it is the 3-4 game. So that's always, you know, the fun one, the nightcap or sorry, the 3-6 game. Uh, but it'll be it'll be a really really compelling game there so we'll see yeah. we'll see how it all shakes out so your two teams for the finals who are you looking at uh,
2: right? yeah I'm I'm gonna be probably boring here but give me Bennington and Scott um I I think that those are the the two uh the two top teams and um you know I I, I wrote for my prediction column that Anybody that watched that Bennington Scut game, if you're picking Scut when they play again, you you're you're really giving Scott a uh, a a lot of credit for uh, improving, which they absolutely could have improved on the stretch. That I just came away from that five two Bennington win that night, really thinking that they were they were the class of the class at that time. Um again, things change and Morrison in, in the state tournament is a great equalizer, but um, yeah, I, I really was impressed—not just with how Bennington played, but I was impressed when when they lined up for introductions. How physically put together that Bennington team was. So, um, yeah, I, I I would love to see a a replay of that Bennington scout game for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, again, <laughs> I'm not trying to copy you, but I'm just gonna go with that pick again. Good- yeah. I mean the, the, the two teams have a combined one loss between them. The one loss was to the other team, obviously. So they've yep. just been absolutely dominant against everyone else they played against. Uh and if we do see them in the finals again, you're not gonna see a five five-two score again. I mean, that was yep. that was definitely not a fluke, but Bennington was really on that day. Scott yep. maybe a little bit off the pace, and I think obviously Scott's gonna be so motivated should they get to another final against Bennington. Bennington, likewise, you know, they still want to prove themselves and get that first state championship. So it'll just be a really electric matchup, but and, yeah.
1: And finals are usually pretty cagey, so oh, you yeah. probably won't see seven goals in any final you're yeah. defending. Uh, I I do agree on the Bennington side of things. Again, I, I got a little bit of an out there one. I've got mm-hmm. Lexington. I've got Lexington-Bennington in the final. I think that would be a really fun matchup. Yeah. I, I think Lexington just barely gets it over Scott in that semifinal. I don't hate that but, pick. You no, know, I
2: certainly get it for sure. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Scott's had their Scott's had their scoring troubles, and if you you hit a drought um, at the wrong time, uh, you know your your tournament can be over real quick. So, um, yeah, I I mean those two teams, uh, Scott and Bennington have uh, have just been. The most consistent. I mean, when you look at what Scott did early on in the season, beating Westside and South Sioux City, um, and then Papio South, um, and then down the stretch beating South Sioux City again, you you think, man, that's a really world-beaten team. And then you also look at yesterday where they needed two late ones to get by Mount Michael, um, which again, rivalry game, um, that was always going to be tough. But um, yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to score goals um, to which no brainer there but they're going to uh, they're going to have to find some uh find some scoring and uh if they want to to win that fourth title
0: coordinating all right so that was the class b side now we're going to jump over to the class a we'll start with class a girls it's going to be an interesting field uh, I talked about how three of the four fields kind of have parody on paper. This one doesn't necessarily, but we'll take a look at the teams. There's some good contenders out there potentially, starting with the first matchup number one, Gretna versus the uh, let's see where are they at the eight seed, Happy La Vista, kind of one of the shock teams of this tournament.
2: yeah, yeah, Gretna's uh, Gretna is a, a they're, they're it's hard to come up with words for what they, what they keep doing. Um, and prohibitive favorite, I think is probably fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's some teams at Lincoln Southwest that, that went toe to toe with them on a, on a Saturday to a two, one game. Um, while shorthanded, there's some teams out there that probably feel like they uh, they can be the spoiler. Um, you know, when, when these two and Gretna and Papio played early, early uh, we're talking March, uh, it was 1-0. Um, now, again, things change for people. Gretna um, has hit a stride down the stretch that uh, that might be the best they've played in, in quite some time, and um, a, a roster just loaded with talent. So, yep, they'll be the prohibitive favorite. Um, Papio will uh, will have to come up with a game plan and, and, and stick to it and have it work uh, to, to pull the upset, which would – definitely be the biggest upset that uh, that I've seen in my time
0: yeah I feel like I mean the way Gretna's playing right now should they lose at any point it would be a massive upset Papio especially if they were to pull it uh, but the one thing in Papio's favor I mean no one else can say that they played Gretna closer than Papio has with that one nothing score line again yeah. it was early days but I mean, that's got to give Papio at least a little bit of confidence, a little bit of belief going into this match.
2: Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, they have a a, a coaching staff that's been there and done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, head, head coach Zach Walsh has uh, uh, won a title um, for Millard South as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, his assistant just happens to own four Class A girls' titles uh, for Millard North. That's his dad, John Walsh. So, um yeah that they will uh, they can probably uh, give some some pointers and and have a uh, have a game plan put together. Um, they won't be the first person or first team to have a game plan to try and stop Gretna. Um, and if it if it fails, they wouldn't be the first to have it fail too. so um yeah, that that again, they they have their work cut out for them, um, but gotta show up and play these for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: yep, these games are won and lost in the field. Not in our little conversation here. <laughs> so, next up, we got Marion versus Westside, a really, really kind of tantalizing little matchup right there. I, the can't
1: I genuinely, I look at this, and that is so even to me that, mm-hmm. yeah, no clue. I'm not, a, I ain't touching a prediction on this one. The <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's the three, four, or sorry, the four, five. So, this is, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be as even as it gets.
2: Yeah. I watched them play, um, to overtime, mm-hmm. um, uh, at that met, in the Metro semifinal um, in, uh, in early April and, and they were, they were dead even, um, and both coaches said that too. Um, you know, Marion's gotten a little healthier, um, Anna Bragg coming back and, um, and really giving them a lift. Um, you know, they, they've scored, they've, they've upped their, their scoring down the stretch and, so yeah, I uh, that is for sure an even one. West Side, I mean, what what a great season for West Side. Um, they were knocking on the door. They really had been knocking on the door in, in the kind of breakthrough and get to the state tournament again. I know, I know they made it last year, but this is the this one feels like we're there and, and we've got a chance to to win and move on. So um, yeah, really quality team. Um, you know, they they've won five in a row. maybe – and in that, they beat, what is it, look, three three state tournament teams, Duchenne, Pius, and Millard West in that stretch. So, that you're, you're 100% right, Owen, oh, that's a uh, that's a toss-up. That is a toss-up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's both teams that are coming into, you know, their best form at the right time. I'm mean, looking at Marion down the stretch as well. 6-1 in their district final against Millard South uh, over the past five or six games. They've beaten Mercy, state tournament team, 3-0. They beat Papio four uh, nothing, and then they've got some other really good wins in between there uh, against Burke twice. It looks like so both teams really seem yeah. like they're finding their footing exactly when you want to be finding it.
2: So- yeah. yeah, absolutely. Marion is Marion is very very good, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I know talking to Teresa DeGeorge after their um, district win, she thought that they they are peaking at the right time, and um, you know they. Yeah, I mean, they've lost to two teams this year. They've lost to Gretna and Lincoln Southwest, and those are not <laughs> those are not slouch losses uh, no, by not. any stretch of the imagination. So, um, and, and you you cannot discount the we've been here before factor mm-hmm. um, when you get on that that field as we mentioned earlier that that wide field and, and in that environment um, to have done it before um, and have won there before is massive.
0: Yeah, I mean, so that'll be a really good game. Now moving down to the second half of the bracket, uh, one where kind of two Lincoln teams particularly stand out. Uh, but in the first matchup, we've got Southwest, number two seed, versus the number seven seed, the wild card, Lincoln Pius. Both two really good teams out of the capital city, right there.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Southwest has gotten healthy. Um, or or. As healthy as they're going to be, they were, they were a walking wounded for a while there. Um, that that Saturday that we referenced, where they they lost to Gretna two right. one, um, they were missing everybody almost, and, and and really really stuck with Gretna for a while. Now the second half of that game got away from them for sure. But um, I I I really do think Southwest has a a chance to get uh, get to the final. Um, they they've kind of been. They've kind of been bit at the state tournament um, historically. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like this is a group that uh, that could get through and do it. They've beaten this Pius team twice this year, 3-0 and 2-0. Um, again, that, that's not going to mean much on Tuesday when they play. But um, but I I have been really impressed with, uh, with what they've done. Uh, Thomas Edelton, their head coach, um, ha- has made them – has gotten them to a really, really good place.
0: Right. And to me, it seems like if you're going to name a challenger to Gretna right now, I, the best candidates are either Southwest or East. It seems.
2: Yep. Agreed. Both teams are
0: playing super well. Southwest, of course, in very good form at the moment. Two two nothing against Elkhorn South in their district final, and obviously we know the Storm. They're a very good team, so that's a very impressive scoreline. But they still have a lot of people that are performing at a high level for them right now. Uh, we weren't sure maybe where the goals were going to come from necessarily at the beginning of the season because you know. Seymour, a lot of has been talked about her injury and how she's out for her senior year, which is a very tough break. Illinois State commit. But a lot of people have been stepping up. You know, you got a lot of juniors like Charlie Court getting goals. Uh, McKenna, oh gosh, I lost the name. Sorry, Kennedy Williams, my apologies to her. Another junior. So a good junior class here, which kind of gives me a lot of hope for the Southwest future. So maybe if this isn't their year, I mean, next year, teams are really going to have to watch out for the Silverhawks
2: yeah and the two that you mentioned again weren't weren't in the lineup weren't there against mm-hmm. Gretna um both court and williams were were out and and I know that court is kind of their the the straw that serves the drink for them a bit um so getting her back and and I know she had a big uh, district final um she had her fingerprints all over that one so um yeah that that's a that's a really good team that is a very, very good team
0: and so then. Moving on to the last game in Class A girls. Two teams that have really been playing at a high level uh, this season. The number three seed, Lincoln East. And the number six seed, again, getting back in the tournament after a little bit of a hiatus, uh, usually a powerhouse. The number six, Millard West Wildcats, back where they belong.
2: You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get the tattoos, the the arm sleeve tattoos and – yeah, I mean, oh, if, the state tournament, the state tournament is better with them there, uh-huh. um, and yeah, I, I really am excited to, to see them back. Um, their head coach Jackie toast Butler, um, one of the best, has done it for a, a really long time, um, multi multi state championships, and um, that is not going to be a program that is ever down. But I would probably tell you that they would tell you that they've been down by their standards the last couple of years. And so uh, for them to get through and and get back to the state tournament is really, really big for them.
0: Yeah, it really is good seeing them at this level. I mean, they're not far removed from it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the COVID year was supposed to be a very special Millard West. Yeah,
2: it, it was. I Yes, I talked to Jackie, um, shortly after the season was canceled and mm-hmm. and uh, dejected is probably not even uh the the right word to use they they had very high aspirations for that season for sure um yeah. so yep uh and, and then when they came back they were very young um uh-huh. and as young as you can get and mm-hmm. and so some of those kids are, are are still growing up still learning um and they're they had a really good year they've lost to Marion Gretna, and Westside. That's it. Yep. Um, beat beat Scott, you know. Um, beat Southeast. Uh, you know that, that they have had a, a good year, so um, they're, they're deserving of being in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, with that youth. I mean, at one point in this season, I remember seeing that they had a front three of entire of entirely freshmen. Outland. Yeah. Getting to the state tournament when they're when they're a freshman, getting them that exposure to this environment, this pitch, just the state tournament in general early on. I mean, you you talks about how maybe next year for Southwest, hell, it might be next year for West too.
2: Yeah, it it sure could be.
1: Um, and and they're gonna have their hands full
2: on uh, on Tuesday because that East team is very good. Um, that is we, we talked earlier about games that you look at where where you wonder if there's a potential for an upset, and I think that's kind of the one that I look at. Um, East again I, I just said they are they are very very talented um they have had stretches where you know they, they battled southeast now in their district final um mm-hmm. I, I believe they had to come back I believe they went down 1-0 and, and came back in one two one um
1: yeah, which is always
2: a, a, a tough yeah a, a rivalry game in a in a district championship is tough but um yeah I'll, I'll be interested to see the the matchup that is that one
0: yeah, uh, a lot of good talent on both teams. East, again, like, you got Annie Mulder in the back, who's a very, very good defender. So I think she'll be, you know, performing at a high level in the state tournament. So, I mean, pretty much every game in Class A girls is going to be very, very entertaining. But, again, the question is, what two teams are we going to see on the finals? You should go first. So okay. that it doesn't Perfect. look like yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't that's, look that's like, like
2: you're stealing my thunder. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> First off, uh, Gretna. I mean, that's the easy pick. They're they're performing really well. I don't see them getting upset right now, so they'll be there. I've been going back and forth with for the other team, though. I think, for me, it's going to be – I think it's going to be Southwest. I think the Silverhawks are playing really well. Obviously, they're two seeds, so that helps them out. And I think that they'll meet up against Lincoln East – in the in the semifinals. I think they'll win that rubber match, but both matches between those two teams have obviously been so close this year. Just the thinnest of margins. But I think Southwest is really getting together right now. As we kind of mentioned, they're getting healthier and I think they'd be just a great opponent for Gretna in that final.
1: I I've got Gretna in the final. Like that basically the same as Jack except that semifinal I think goes East's way. I mean he like yeah. Jeff said I can't really see anybody knocking off this Gretna team. I mm-hmm. think on that side of the bracket, Marion would probably run them closest. I would say, I mean, th- there's sensational teams on that side of the bracket. I just think going into this with a positive 86 goal differential, I mean, Nick, you remember the you remember the shutout streak from this season. They're they're almost impossible to score on. So, it, yeah. it's going to be very tough.
2: Yeah yeah i have uh i'm I'm copying jack um on this one um i uh yeah i mean in in what's really what would be really exciting to me is a uh is a metro versus metro semifinal and a hack versus hack semifinal and you win your you win your city game and and then it's cities versus each other and um so i i'm taking southwest but that you know a southwest east semifinal just like you guys said would be razor thin margin um could go either way um so yeah that's uh that could be fun um and then gretna we've we've talked about the just uh a power an, an absolute power and um doing things that i think um the novice soccer Watcher probably doesn't understand, you know, they're running a, a formation that the, their coach Chase Hutchinson said he never, he's never coached before this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it makes them uh, multidimensional. Um, it makes them able to adjust on the fly. And it's not something that uh, a team with, with less talent than they have could, could do. Um, so they're tough. Um, that Marion Westside one's a toss-up. Uh, Give me Marion just because they've already won twice this year, and then a uh, you know Gretna Marion semifinal would be would be fun as well. I mean, really, really fun. So that Friday, that Friday at the state tournament, we're about to get to Class A. But the the Friday semifinals at the state tournament, um, two boys games and two girls games in Class A is going to be bonkers.
0: Yeah. Ugh, I'm crushed. I can't be there. I am just yeah. Oh, it's going to be so, so electric. But now we got our predictions for Class A girls. Let's move on to our final bracket here. Class A boys. One of the one of the crazy years I think we've seen for Class A boys in
1: quite a while. It's, I, I can't, I honestly can't think of a crazy year for Class A boys yeah. just in the regular season. No, How many times no we think we had an idea of what was going on in Class A boys and then so many results would come in and you're just, just throw all the papers in the air. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I can't remember a time. And I think I did the math the other day, That the the average number of losses for the field is like right around five. Um, so the, the average team in this field has lost five times. You, you just didn't get that world beater team this year. Um, but I think it's made it electric. I mean, anything can happen on any given night. Um yeah, we'll we'll hit these games, but I I am definitely excited that Class A boys is, is firing this thing off tomorrow.
0: So let's just talk about that first game that's getting us started. Number one, Gretna versus the big upset pick, number eight, Lincoln East. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, obviously Gretna's the favorite, but I just I just don't know for any of these games going into them, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't don't bet the farm on any of them. Oh, yeah. um, you will have one less farm. Um, <laughs> the uh, the that Gretna team is obviously the defending champs and and, and showed their uh, showed why um, down the stretch. You know, they, they lost to Brian. They lost to Prep. They lost to Miller South. Two of those teams didn't make it to the tournament if that tells you kind of how how upside down this uh, this season has been. So um, but yeah, they, they beat a really, really good Southwest team, um, obviously beat West Side again um, in the district finals. So Gretna, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna say, hey, there you have to pick a favorite, um, I would probably say Gretna is it, but um, that uh, any any of these can go anyway. in um, Lincoln East, beat Southwest in a shootout, uh, need, needed, a shootout, needed a comeback win in the first round of the district tournament against Millard West. Um, and then, uh, beat them in a shootout and, um, and go beat Southwest the following round in, in the district championship to make their, uh, make their voyage to Omaha. Um, Aiden Ache, obviously a, a, a score for them. Um, and they, uh, they're tough. They're, they're tough. That They're going to give Gretna a uh, a game early on in the tournament, for sure. Yeah, that'll be a really, really
0: fun one. Um, again, I think obviously, slight edge to Gretna, but Lincoln East, they're one of the teams of destiny in this tournament. I think we've got, we got a few teams of destiny on the Class A boys' side, but they'll make it tough. I mean, they always do. They had, obviously, that pretty good run last year where they beat their rival Southwest and made it to the semifinals yep. where they did run into Gretna, who was you know, walking through everyone last season, but that'll be a good one. Uh, but then we got right below it, four or five matchup, another, another super close one, uh, Lincoln Southeast, the four seed, Papio South Metro champions, the five seed. What do we think on this one?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Southeast probably didn't get enough credit this year. Um, they, uh, you know, they. the, the they didn't, hadn't really beaten anyone other than Southwest. Right. Um, they beat, they did beat Southwest in, in early April three, one, um, you know, Southwest returned that favor in the, uh, in the hack tournament um, later in the month. But then you look at it and they, they, they beat a Columbus team that, Oh, now that Columbus team is, is in the field, they're pretty good. Um, they beat a Brian team in the district final that we all know is, is very quality too. So um, yeah, Southeast probably doesn't get the uh, the pub it deserves, um, but they they're they're in the field, and that's all you need at this point. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Papio South, uh, the, the Metro Champs, um, they are they're talented. They are very very talented. They can score, um, they can defend. Um, the, you know they they lost uh they lost two down the stretch, one to prep one to west side both by a goal. I don't knock them for either of those they they took it to what we all know is a really good Lexington bunch um five to two um and then uh, showed some resiliency to come back and beat Carney in the district championship so uh that's it that's a really really, really good first round match uh, what I feel like is evenly matched there
0: yeah. I'd say those are two sides that are just very well-rounded. You know, they don't really have that one player that necessarily elevates themselves. Like, they do have, obviously, a couple of good players on both sides. Colin Mackey is like, the one to watch for Papua yep. South. And then Emmanuel Weyoro, if I'm saying his name correct, yep. is obviously one of the standouts for Southeast. But overall, it's just a very, very balanced side that doesn't really rely on that one person to win them games. So it'll just be- which, which makes them tough
2: right exactly. at
1: this time of year yep absolutely and you remember the performance from the metro uh final for papio south goalkeeper i mean they're going to be yeah in finals they're tough to break down yeah. and that is a monster performance that i think is going to be carrying over i was i was so impressed with that papio south team that night No, oh, they they looked yeah. like
0: they could have beaten anyone in the state that evening and they have absolutely. beaten pretty much anyone in the state so far um but yeah another, another great matchup moving on down the list though we got the number two seed, the wild card, as we kind of talked about a little bit ago, Lincoln Southwest versus, I think another team of destiny, number seven, the Columbus discoverers.
2: Yeah. Have you, I mean, there, there haven't been very many one seeds to get the wild card. Right. <laughs> um, I, I know Southwest didn't end up the one seed, but they went into the uh, district tournament as the one seed, uh, that doesn't happen very much, um, you know. They they uh, these two played um, in mid-April in Southwest, one one zero. So, you know, that's a uh, Columbus. Columbus is playing absolutely out of their minds on the stretch. Um, you know, beat uh, beat Lincoln East uh, before districts, and then beat a really quality and South team in the district championship. So. Um, they are, they're playing their best soccer, um, and Southwest, there won't be an angrier team at the state tournament. I can promise you that. Right. Um, I know they, they did, uh, they did not like the way that that, uh, district final against Lincoln East finished, um, little controversy there. So, uh, there is a, uh, there is a very determined group of Silverhawks, uh, coming to Morrison tomorrow.
0: Yeah, if you're any other coach in this field right now, you're probably thinking that Southwest losing their district final was the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they're going to be yes. focused, going to be locked in, they're going to be loaded. Uh, but then Columbus, I mean they're just they're a really really good story this year, I think. Um obviously, you know, we we talked a little bit about how one of the players lost one of his brothers um It was very emotional, obviously, for the team. But their response has been so, so tremendous. I mean, I think a day or two after they went out and they decided to play a game. I guess that you know, they decided that would be best for them. And they went out and played Fremont and Nick Bennett went and scored a goal with I think twenty seconds left forced overtime. Mm -hmm. And I mean he's been he's been leading the way for the Discoverers this year. It's been incredible to watch. So It'll be exciting. It'll be really good to see that on, you know, the big stage of Morrison stadium. So I'm really looking forward to that matchup.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They've really, uh, they've really kind of come together around uh, a a very unfortunate uh, situation. And um, just like you said, Nick Bennett, um, uh, losing his older brother and um, scoring in that match. And then he scored in the district final too. Um, So you know, I, I, I talked to some people around uh, Columbus uh, this week that um, that love the vibes that are going around with this program. So um, I, I am really excited to, uh, not not just for that match. That match will be great, but I'm really excited to see uh, Columbus kind of come together as a community down there um, on uh, on Monday night, and um, and and it'll be a cool experience.
0: Yeah, so that'll be great. And then we just have one last matchup.
2: <laughs> just this one last one. Just this little matchup. <laughs>
1: last and probably least, I would say, <laughs> right? Nothing
2: yeah. special about it. Oh my goodness, man. I mean, awesome. I just yeah. I'm I'm looking at these two teams names in, in a uh, in a bracket and it it's just uh it's It's all the – all the soccer feelings are all right there. And then you (laughs) look – All the memories from
1: high school are coming back from this fixture too. All
2: of them, man. And then you look at the game time, 7.30. We're going to put these two under the lights at Morrison on the opening night. And, oh, I mean – I don't have the words for it. I know a guy that does have the words for it. And he happens to be the father of one of the people on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Joe Godfrey's put in a, a blowout. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, um, Tom, Tom Hoover, legendary coach. Um, one of my favorite people in the sport. Uh, Joe Moss, legendary, <laughs> legendary coach. Uh, one of my favorite people for much different reasons in the sport. Um <laughs> I, I prep South. I mean, it's two words and you, you say it and it just you could go so many different ways with it. Um, but yeah, the, the na- another chapter in this thing. And, and and I'm I'm really, really excited for that one, to Is say they, the least.
1: Might they set a first round attendance record? They've broken, <laughs> they've broken yeah. attendance records for the final in the past. Maybe. An yeah. opening, I don't know if anybody's got yeah. that record anywhere. Opening round. Uh, i don't know either it,
2: it will it will be it'll be well watched uh-huh. i can promise you that um and if i'm one of the other six teams that plays during the day i ain't going nowhere until prep south is over uh, i am sticking absolutely. at morrison and yeah it's uh yeah that one's gonna be gosh just fantastic and, and they played um what down the stretch and 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 prep won pretty decidedly uh-huh. um South has been a little bit tough to figure out. Um, they uh, they have looked really really good at times and, and had some matches that they that they just didn't look like South. Um, and so, you know, if you if you end up showing up and and, and playing like the latter, might be a quick tournament for you. Um, but that is a uh, that's a, a really talented team. Um, some youngsters in the back um and and they've given up some goals so getting out to a good start for them i think is going to be really really important mhm
0: absolutely so another fun day we can't wait for to get started tomorrow Ugh. tomorrow's going to be well,
2: you got to tell me about what you think about prep south here
0: all right. Well, I'll get the thoughts oh, through oh, it.
1: oh
2: God. Yeah. How much time you got?
0: Well, first off, I just think it's very fitting to have this matchup yep. this year. We are um on the 10 year anniversary of, in my opinion, one of the greatest matches Nebraska Soccer's ever seen. Prep the South. Greatest. The greatest. Like
1: I I he he'll be on the fence about that one. Prep South 2013. Best I will say it's still the best atmosphere I've ever been in mm-hmm. in any sp- in any division any sport any level um unbelievable yeah so, getting yeah, that
2: and and that was one of the that was one of the times where and I shouldn't say one of I think that was the time that that rivalry really took off mm-hmm. yeah um because south hadn't beat prep in a in a match that at the state tournament mattered essentially yeah. you know um and so they go do that in 2013 um and actually now i'm looking at it they had they were on three against prep at the state tournament before that so they go beat prep um and then proceed to win four state titles since then so um i think it really propelled things um, yeah yep um so yeah i mean uh, wh- whatever sk- script writers are out there doing this kind of stuff, I thank them. Um, I-, I will never question what uh what I did to deserve this, but I'm gonna soak it up Monday night for sure. The,
1: the soccer gods are smiling on us with this. They name. are matchups really in all of are. the opening rounds are gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a good match. Oh god, predictions <laughs> <laughs> <are the Boston laughs> Oh. oh, oh no. <laughs> I, was just decent, thinking uh, who, yeah. I, I think we all could have three very different predictions mm-hmm. for, yeah. for the finalists, let alone who's going to win this damn thing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Owen, you haven't got first yet. Let's go first.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So on the top side of the bracket, it's going to be very close. I do think Gretna in the final, like it's just hard to bet against them. I've got a bit of a weird one for the bottom one. I I say it's going to be Gretna Columbus in the final. Interesting. Ooh. I know. It's just yeah? about the story from this year and the way that Columbus mm-hmm. have played down the stretch. I just I think they'll be able to get it done barely over Southwest. I think between Prep and South whoever they come up against, I don't like there's just a gut feeling for me. I don't think either of those teams are going to be able to stop this this Columbus team. I think they're destined for the final. And I am not between Gretna and Columbus. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. My brain says says Gretna. My heart says Columbus. So penalties and flip. There we go. All right.
0: I like it. I like it. It's out there. It's bold. So for my pick. Okay. So I'm not 100% sure on this, but I want to double check with you because maybe you know. I don't believe Papio South has played in a final on the boys' side ever. No. Nope. They've been one of those teams that's always been kind of on the periphery. Maybe kind
1: of like a, like, make. Are you doing what I think you're going to be doing? What? Are you putting Papio South in the final? Yeah,
0: I think Papio South is
1: really good.
0: I mean, they're the Metro Champs for a reason. They have a super balanced squad. I think this could be the year where they finally get over that hump. You know, because they've been kind of like, to put it in international soccer terms, they've been kind of like the Netherlands, you know. They've always been one of the best, kind of right around there, just a little bit off the elite, though. This could be the year where they finally make that push and get to the state final. I think Gretna Papio South will be a great game should they both get there um, or whoever they play in the semifinals. And then on the other side of the bracket, I don't think Lincoln Southwest is losing again like they lost to Lincoln East. They had a pretty complete squad too. They're the number two seed for a reason. Probably should have been the number one if they hadn't lost. And they were number one for a reason. They were extremely consistent this year. They're going to keep that form going in. It's going to be
2: Papio South, Lincoln Southwest in the finals. Love it. And then and then and then what? Or are you going are you going the Owen route and and, and not uh, not pick
1: it? I'm going to go the Owen route. Just okay. great. Just, great match. I think with the class A okay. boys and just how, how frankly stupid it's been this year with the yeah. like yeah. unpredictability, I just, any game, any, yep. any permutation of this bracket, you're, you look at it and you're like, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yep.
2: Yep. You were, uh, you were spot on when you said we're, we're all three probably going to have different things. Cause I, and I'm, and I'm a, uh, I'm a chalk eater with this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Gretna Papio South on that top side um, in what would be a great Sarpy County duel um, mm-hmm. in the semifinal. Um, I'm gonna go Southwest and Prep on the bottom side, mm-hmm. um, and you know those two squared off and and Southwest uh, Southwest came away with a big win in that mm-hmm. one. Um, Prep is a different team than they were back then, um, mm-hmm. different players. Um, I think prep gets through. Um, I'm going to take Gretna Prep in a okay. absolute classic of a state championship, and I will jump out on this limb. I'm taking Creighton Prep to win the state championship. I'm okay, sure. if you uh, told
1: me a month ago that you thought Creighton Prep was going to win, this right? Title, I would have on the World Herald. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: would have had me committed. It was a. Uh, it was a. Team that uh, that that struggled, but they had. And they're never going to give you an excuse, but they had excuses for what was happening. I mean, okay. they were missing massive pieces. I mean, they go into that uh, that metro semifinal down four starters, mm-hmm. um, and I, and what I saw from them with with Max Matthews back, um, and yeah, I just. I, I get a feeling. I get a feeling that they are rolling, and uh, and you know they they've fought through their adversity already. Um, so, but there wouldn't be a a path to a championship that I can remember in recent history more difficult than Omaha South, Lincoln Southwest, Gretna. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean that is and that is a murderer's gone. row. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a murderer's row of, uh, of teams. So that field is going to be bonkers. Hopefully, hopefully it's bonkers and hopefully we're all wrong and there's just something even crazier that happens. Um, So yeah, can't wait for that.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're running out of time here on our zoom call. So we're just going to wrap this up real quick. First off, I want to say thank you, Nick, for coming on the show, talking soccer. We're going to have a long week with you at the state tournament. So, you know, maybe we'll all get sick of each other at the end of the week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we will. uh, We'll certainly see each
0: other for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But It's going to be great. Uh, We just want to thank everyone, though, for listening in and following along
1: this season. It's been so much fun. And let us know on Twitter what your guys' predictions are. We want to hear what you all have to say. Like, yell at us. Say we're wrong. Say we're right if you feel inclined to. But we we want to hear what you folks think are going to happen at, at this year's state tournament. And no matter what happens, I highly recommend going to any of these fixtures because mm-hmm. you will see electric atmospheres, fantastic players, and, and some of the best high school soccer that you will see in this country.
0: Absolutely. So for Nebraska Soccer Talk, we're signing out. We'll see you at state.